Steady calling my phone. I done told you before that it's over. Leave me alone. No, it's hurting you to see me gone. Dark clouds, you gon' see me strong. I won't go back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. If you're not watching the YouTube or not subscribed to the YouTube, Come over to the YouTube. I want you to get the full visual experience and please subscribe. It would definitely mean a lot to me. Last week or last episode, I did the men's bracket for the NCAA tournament and you guys really enjoyed it. I had a lot of feedback. Uh, a lot of people said my picks were wrong. Hell, my picks, my, my bracket. I mean, the, the tournament started what two days ago. My brackets already busted because I had Michigan State beating UCLA. It is what it is. But a lot of you guys enjoyed that. And a lot of you guys also said that you wanted to see me do the women's side of the bracket or the women's bracket. And, hey, I'll, I'll do it. I enjoy doing the men's side. I'll do the women's side today. But before we do that, the NCAA is already behind the eight ball as far as they already don't pay their athletes. They already don't. They make billions upon billions off of these athletes, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's any sport. The NCAA makes billions of dollars off these athletes and they don't pay them. Now, a lot of people say, well, they get free tuition, they get per diem, they get to travel. You think all that money that whatever you're saying, you know, the the free tuition. The free uh, tuition, even though most of the kids don't stay for the whole thing, if they're good enough to go pro, uh, the per diem that's usually about fifty dollars to for an, for an entire week trip to go get food or something like that. You think that that's worth the same amount of money that Zion Williamson brings to the school or the South Carolina bat, women's basketball team brings to the school? I say that to say this before we before we even touch on this bracket that we're going to do today the videos have come out about the huge discrepancies between how the ncaa men are being treated as in the in the i guess the tournament bubble and how the women are being treated the practice facilities or the lack of practice facilities for the women the food for the women compared to the food for the men and of course, you hear the NCAA saying is is due to uh, space. They didn't have enough space, even though you found enough space for the men, but you did not find enough space for the women. Spoiler alert: I don't know if you really knew this, but there's a lot, and I mean a whole hell of a lot of players and women teams that are better than men's teams. I'm almost sure the women's NCAA tournament will be more exciting. Well, you'll see better basketball and there'll be more, there'll be more stories and excitement from the in, from the women's side than the men's side this year. Hell, I've said this entire year that the college basketball on the men's side has been down the entire year. Hell, Duke's not in the, in the tournament, Kentucky's not in the tournament. Uh, North Carolina's eight seed. Um, it's 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 been down. 
What I have said, however, is that it has not been down for, for the women's side. You see teams like Florida Gulf Coast that we'll talk about today. They've been great. Maryland's been great. Stanford's been great. Louisville's been great. UConn's been great. Georgia, South Carolina, UCLA, Baylor. Like, there's been so many great women's teams, yet and still they're treated like they're treated in this in this NCAA bubble. A bubble, by the way, that... <laughs> A lot of people still don't think should happen due to the fact that there's still a virus going on. So I'm not all I'm saying is this. We know that people view men and women differently. They shouldn't. It is it is highly unfair to women, especially women in sports, whether playing the sport or covering the sport. There's definitely a discrepancy of how we view women compared to men. Get it right, NCAA. That is unfair treatment that you have you you have the men's side being treated ten times better than the women's side. And quite as it's kept, a lot of the women teams bring more money to the organization and bring more money to the school. Than the men's. Get it right, NCAA. That's all I'm going to say about it. Get it right. But let's move forward. Like I said, last episode, I did the men's side of the bracket. In this episode, I'll do the women's side. I I watch a lot of sports. I watch a lot of college basketball, both men and women. And this year is very exciting, especially on the women's side, because there's a lot of good teams. And there's a lot of good teams that you wouldn't expect to be that good. Like, I wouldn't expect Kent, Michigan to be good or High Point to be good or, uh, you know, Wright State. But they're good, and they made it to the tournament. And now, of course, a lot of these games or a lot of these teams dealt with games getting canceled or games getting postponed or people getting COVID. But the fact that they were able to persevere – and get to March is is a testament to not only the team, but the 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 athletes themselves being able to. I I understand. I mean, I was a college athlete. I understand how tough it is to, especially when you have to go by a, a whole bunch of guidelines, but nobody else on campus has to. So, shouts out to the women and shouts out to the men for making it to March and making it to an entire season. But for the uh, women's side, you have, of course, four regions. The regions are broken up. Uh, you have the Alamo region. You have the Riverwalk region. You have the Hemisphere region. And you have the Mercado or yeah, Mercado region. Um, and the number one overalls in each region, the Alamo is Stanford. Riverwalk is Yukon. Uh, Hemisphere is South Carolina. And Mercado is U uh, UNC or no, NC State. So like I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the bracket and tell you who I think is going to win. Like I said, the women's side starts tomorrow, so it's perfect timing. Uh, I, I, I'm excited, and I'm, I'm excited to see there's a lot there's a lot of, of even matchups. That, you know, this, this bracket, you know, in preparation to do this episode, it was a lot harder than the men's side because there's so many good teams on the women's side that it's just like, well, damn, like if they win like this – it's not really upset, but they could, you know, it, it, it was tough. But let's start with the let's start with the Alamo side. You have Stanford, which is number one, going against number 16, uh, Utah Valley. 
Stanford's been pretty pretty good all year. Like they, I mean, yes, they are. They they're twenty five and two, and it, to me, it's hard. To, like I said, there's only been. I don't see a 16 be upsetting a one in this scenario. Stanford has been incredible this entire year. Not to mention, you still have Keanu, uh, Keanu Williams and Haley Jones. Like both of them to like, and that's they're. Not, I just don't see, especially if if one of those two are hot. I don't see a Utah Valley beating them. Uh, not to mention, Stanford's averaging what. What seventy eight points a game compared to uh, Utah Valley sixty sixty three? I think. I just think the firepower as well as the defense that Stanford brings is going to be too much for Utah Valley. So I have Utah. I have Stanford beating Utah Valley. You have Oklahoma State against Wake Forest. I think. I think Oklahoma State. You know they have they have better wins. You you have a win against Iowa State. You have a win against Texas. You have a win against uh, West Virginia. Not to mention they average more points and their defense a little better. Their their opponents average less points than uh, Wake Forest. Not to mention Wake Forest is twelve and twelve. I think I I just think the experience that Oklahoma State has will kind of overpower Wake Forest in this scenario. So I have Wake for I mean I have Oklahoma State beating Wake Forest. Missouri State against UC Davis. Uh, I again, it goes back to I. I just think when you're 21, and you're going to see this a lot in this in this entire bracket in this in this entire tournament is due to COVID. Teams, there's a lot of teams that have more wins and more games in general than others. I just think the fact that uh, Missouri State has 21 wins to UCD I mean UC Davis uh 13 I just think the experience in playing more games is is going to do is going to do better for them than it it would for having 13 they both only lost two games but like I said you have almost 10 more games than uh UC Davis so I have um Missouri State beating U UC Davis you have Arkansas against uh, Wright State. To me, the 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 records are kind of even. You have nineteen and eight against eighteen and seven, but I just think Arkansas State to me is in a is in another class than uh, Wright State. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Arkansas is in another class than Wright State. Don't get me wrong. Wright State deserves to be here, of course, because they had a a good season, especially seeing everything that went on. But I just think that. Arkansas to me is on another class, and because of that, I have um, Arkansas beating Wright State. You have Oregon against South Dakota. To me, this goes to um, this goes to the talent that you played. Oregon has played UC Davis, and they played Oregon State. However, South Dakota has played South Dakota State. They've played uh, Oklahoma, they've played Gonzaga, and they've played South Carolina. The difference is, of course, they've lost all those games. While South Dakota South Dakota has more wins, I mean, you know, 19-5 to 13-8, I think that they've lost 
those five losses were against against teams that they would see or would be in the in the tournament. And I think that yes, Oregon only has thirteen uh, wins to eight losses, which is a lot of losses. But I think they've beaten higher caliber play. Like like I said, they've beaten an Oregon State, even though they did lose lose twice. They beat a UC Davis, who's in the tournament. So I just I have Oregon winning. It's I, it's 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 tough. Like I said, because it, I realized it was hard to evaluate a lot of these teams because of the record and because of who they played and because of COVID and everything. But I just think that Oregon has played better competition than a South Dakota. So that's why I have Oregon uh, moving on. You have Georgia and Drexel. (laughs) I I, I really can't. I mean, I I can't say much. You have uh, you you have Gabby, Gabby Conley. I just Georgia. Georgia to me is an is a team that could I'll I'll tell you what I have, but Georgia's a team that could win it all. So and I don't think Drexel has the firepower to to and the defense to withstand the onslaught that they can get from a Georgia. So I, I got Georgia winning that pretty easily. Uh, you have Northwestern and UCF. I, I, I'm going to go with Northwestern. I think they average nearly 10 more points than UCF. And their, while their opponents score more than UCF, they played better opponents. Like they played Michigan, they played Ohio State, they played Iowa, who, and, and they played what Nebraska and the UCF has played South Florida, Houston, uh, LSU, and Temple. I just think that Northwestern has played better players. So while their opponents score more, they score nearly ten more points than UCF. So I have uh, Northwestern beating UCF, and then you have. Louisville against uh was it Merced Merce Marset? Yeah, no. Uh Louisville. <laughs> like I, I Louisville. It's you have you have Dana Dana Evans. Uh, it's it's Louisville. So, moving for, moving forward, uh let's go down. Let's go over to the Riverwalk side. You have Yukon against High Point. I, I just think Hukon to me has better players. They have the better coach, even though uh Gene Oriyama, I don't think he's gonna coach the first maybe two or games due to COVID. But I just think you have better players. I mean you Yukon Yukon has has the players like you have Paige Buckner, you have Crystal Williams. I just I, I don't I don't see high point stopping UConn they're the number one for well they're they're the number one ranked on the Riverwalk for a reason so I got UConn beating that uh you have Syracuse against South Dakota State I honestly I just think that in this in this kind of this is what I was talking about earlier as far as there's a lot of good teams and a lot of teams will lose that that I have South Dakota State. South Dakota State, they have more wins. They, I mean, let's see. They've Syracuse has only had only played. Well, they're they're fourteen and eight, and San Diego State. No, I'm sorry. South Dakota State is twenty one and three. They average less points, but they hold their opponents to 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 fewer points. So, I just think South Dakota State is going to be a little too much, especially inside and from shooting the ball deep. 
than Syracuse. So I have South Dakota State being Syracuse. You have Iowa against Kent, Michigan. I have Iowa. I mean, when you have Caitlin Clark, who's leading the entire NCAA in scoring, as far as women's, in scoring with 27 points a game, I, that's, that's that's a handful in of itself. She's pretty much, I don't know about her draft stock or anything like that, but when we talk about college basketball, she kind of has that Cade Cunningham effect as far as if Cade Cunningham's on fire, then you have a really good chance of winning. And if Caitlin Clark is on fire, Iowa has a really good chance of winning. I mean, Iowa scores 80, what, 87 points a game pretty much. And she is a big part of that. And I, I just don't see a Kent, Michigan, or Central Michigan, I'm sorry. I don't see Central Michigan being able to 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 keep up with that. So because of that, I have Iowa winning. You have Kansas and I, uh, Idaho State. Um Oh, I'm sorry, you have Kentucky and Idaho State. Uh, yeah, man, I got to go. And this this is this is the thing, man. I'm going to go with Kentucky due to the fact that they played tougher opponents. They played Georgia. They played Tennessee. They played Alabama. They played Arkansas. They played Mississippi. And while Idaho State has more wins, I mean, they're 22-3, and three, you your best your notable wins is Idaho and Montana State, two teams of which that aren't in the national or aren't in the in the tournament. So I just think because you're in the SEC, which is Kentucky, you automatically are going to play bigger and better teams. And yes, you're fourteen and eight, but I, I just have I have or seventeen. I'm sorry, seventeen and eight. I have Kentucky winning. So I have Kentucky beating Idaho State. You have Michigan against Florida Gulf Coast. To me, I think it it, it kind of goes back, and 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 I, it, it kind of sounds contradictory, but but hear me out. Yes, Michigan is in the Big Ten. You play you play Ohio State. You play Northwestern. You play Maryland, and you should be better than a Florida Gulf Coast. However. Florida Gulf Coast is 26 and 2 and they average more points and hold their opponents to less points than Michigan. Yes, they haven't played the same caliber, but when you've only when you've played 14, well you when, when you have 14 wins to 26 wins and you're scoring 82 points a game, that's kind of hard. I kind of can't overlook that. So I have to pick Florida Gulf Coast over Michigan. I understand Michigan's ranked sixth and Florida Gulf Coast is ranked eleventh, but I have to, I have to pick. I mean, it, it, it's I can't really see myself I, looking at that. That I have to go with Florida Gulf Coast. Now I understand anyone can get hot, and Michigan might have better players, but as a better team, I gotta go with Florida Gulf Coast. You have Tennessee against Middle Tennessee. Again, it no <laughs> Tennessee arguably has a. Uh, could have the number one overall draft pick in next year's draft. So I, I just I just don't see yeah uh, Middle Tennessee averages more points, but Tennessee really isn't a, a a scoring juggernaut as much as they are defensively. Yeah, they average seventy two points a game, which is a lot of points. Um, but I, I just I, I don't I, I see I think that. Their defense is going to be too much, and their size. 
uh, Tennessee is a huge team, and I just think that Middle Tennessee just won't be able to. Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose the rebounding game, and I think they're gonna lose the the paint game. So, I just, I have Tennessee beating Middle Tennessee. You have Virginia Tech and Mar and Marquette. I have Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is just. I mean that they, they are that is a scoring team. When you average seventy three points a game. And Virginia Tech, they they light it up. Like they shoot, they shoot deep a lot. And it's a smaller team, but it's a fast team. They kind of Virginia Tech kind of reminds me of the men's uh Houston team. Uh so Houston, they're they're not the biggest team, but they they run. And when they run, they shoot a lot. And that's what that's what Virginia Tech does. So I got Virginia Tech beating um Marquette. You got number two Baylor against Jackson State. Uh, shouts out to Jackson State one, being a uh, being at what HBCU making it. That's I mean I know NC State's in this as well, but nah they're not. I don't see them beating Baylor. I I don't I don't. I mean Baylor averages almost almost twenty more points than them. I just I don't I don't see. It. Not to mention Baylor's number two for a reason. Baylor they have big wins against uh what. West Virginia against Iowa State, against Texas, against Oklahoma State, and against Florida, uh, South Florida. So, I just, I just think Baylor. Baylor's another team that could win it all. Uh, shouts out to Jackson State, of course, for making it to the tournament. But I just don't see, I just don't see them, see them being able to to withstand the onslaught that Florida. I mean, Baylor is going to bring their way. So, yeah, I got Baylor winning that. Let's move down to the Hemisphere region. You have Mer uh, number one South Carolina against Mercer. I, I it's it's South Carolina. I don't. I mean, I, I just don't. When you have Victoria Saxton, yeah, no, no. It's Victoria Saxton is one of the best players in college basketball. So I just don't think. I mean, again, there's there's no <laughs> Mercer is not going to upset a number one South Carolina. So nah. You have uh, Oregon State against Florida State. I I got Oregon State. To me, both of them have been good. They haven't been great though. I mean, Oregon State uh, is eleven and seven. Florida State is ten and eight. While that is that's cool. That's to me that's not really gangbuster or anything. And Oregon State's best wins are UCLA and Oregon. And Florida State's best wins are Louisville, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. I just think, I just think Oregon State to me is a little better than than Florida State. So I have Oregon State moving on. You have Georgia Tech and and SF Austin or South Florida or something like that. Austin, um, yeah, no, I just. Even though they're ranked twelfth, and Georgia Georgia Tech kind of has has played better teams, I I just I can't see. I, I think the the discrepancy of games is 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 huge. I mean, you you have nine more games. You you've won nine more games in Georgia Tech. I just I think uh, SF Austin is 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 a little better than. Not a little. I think they're better than Georgia Tech, and I think that their size and their ability to score the ball, seeing as though they average uh, 80, 81 points a game. I just I got I got uh, SF Austin beating Georgia Tech. You have West Virginia and Lehigh. 
I have West Virginia. Like I don't I don't think I, I don't think Lehigh no. I don't I don't I don't really see it. I think I mean Lehigh's best wins is Bucknell and they lost to Bucknell what three or four times and 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 Boston University. I just I, I don't think Lehigh will be able to withstand the the scoring to st- the scoring power that West Virginia has. So I have West Virginia winning that. You have Texas and and Bradley. Again, it's, it's Texas. I don't I don't I don't see Bradley being able to to keep up with the talent that Texas has. While Bradley does do does average more points a game, they play teams like Drake in in Northern Iowa. Not saying they're bad teams, but when you go when you compare that to Texas's schedule, and they have to play Iowa State and Oklahoma and Texas Tech. I just I think that Texas just has better players. So I have Texas beating Bradley. UCLA against Wyoming. I have UCLA winning. UCLA is one of those dark horse teams for me that could win. They have some pretty big wins. I mean, they beat Stanford. They beat Washington State. They beat Arizona. I just think UCLA has, you know, they they could win, especially when you have um, Michelle What's her name? Uh, Anewer. I know I butchered your name. I apologize. But Michelle One Anewer. I forgot her name. I, that's her name. I just butchered it. But she's one of the be- better te- better players in the in the country. So I, I have I have UCLA beating Wyoming. When you have Alabama against North Carolina, this kind of hurts because I mean I'm a North Carolina fan, but you know North Carolina is 13 and 10 and. I just it goes back to the caliber of player. I just and the caliber of teams. You know, I know you beat Virginia Virginia Tech, you beat uh Georgia Tech, you beat NC State, and Alabama's best wins is Houston, Oklahoma State, you uh LSU, and they lost three times to South Carolina, but that's South Carolina. I just think um actually you know what? No. Mm-mm. I'm changing my mind. I got North Carolina beating Alabama. I think I got North Carolina beating Alabama. I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going with it. And then you got Maryland against uh, Mount St. Mary's. The Mount. No. <laughs> Maryland average. Maryland is the best offensive team in this entire. In this entire uh, is the best women's offensive team in the entire sport. So I don't. I just I I know Mount St. Mary's cannot keep up with Maryland. So I got Maryland winning that fairly easily actually. Then you got the Mercado, uh you got NC State against NC A&T. Shouts out to North Carolina A&T for being HBCU to make it to the NCAA tournament, but no, I don't think I don't think that you have the talent to keep up with NC State. I, I just, you know, Kayla Jones, um, Jackie Brown Turner. I, I just knew no, no, no. So I have NC State winning that fairly easily. You have Florida or South Florida against Washington State. I, I got South Florida. I think. I mean, Washington State is one game above five hundred, and while South Florida is eighteen and three, you know, I, I you, to me they have better wins and. It's just a better team altogether. They're they're better defensively, and think in fact, I think that they're one of the best scoring defensive teams in the entire league. So, uh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just think that 
I think South Florida has better players than Washington State. So I have Washington. I mean, I have South Florida winning that. You have Gonzaga against Belmont. Both records are kind of similar, 23 and 3 to 20 and 5. However, Gonzaga has played people like BYU and, and South Carolina and South Dakota and South Dakota State. And while you lost to South Dakota State and and, and uh, South Carolina, you you know those are better competition than a UT Martin and a, and a Marquette. So I just, I got I have Gonzaga beating Belmont, uh, Indiana against you what VCU. I got Indiana winning. VCU is sixteen and ten. Indiana is eighteen and five. I just think I, I think Indiana their scoring power is to me a little better than VCU. So I, in fact, a little. They average eleven more points than VCU. I mean, a little. My fault. <laughs> so I have Indiana beating VCU. Uh, you have Rutgers against BYU. I have Rutgers winning because I think. Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers is one of those teams as well. That a lot of these teams is like this, but Rutgers especially. If they get hot, especially from deep, it's tough to beat them. And I, I just, I just don't. I understand. I think B. I think this is one of those matchups. Out of all the first round matchups, I think Rutgers and BYU might be the closest as far as. It's like style against style. BYU is more of a defensive team. Well, Rutgers they can they can light that zone up. So, I but I have Rutgers winning. I think I think I don't know. I don't. Uh, let me say this: because of BYU's defense, I don't think Rutgers would be able to have an incredible scoring night. But I do think that they will. They won't be stopped scoring. And because of that, I don't think BYU can keep up scoring wise with Rutgers. So I have Rutgers winning. Arizona against Stony Brook. Actually, it's funny, man. I think this is an upset to me. I I have Stony Brook beating Arizona. I know Arizona averages more points. I know that, but and I know that, but 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 Stony Brook is fourth in the nation in scoring defense. They they average their opponents only average what fifty one point or fifty yeah fifty one points a game or something like that. I, I just think I think this will be a, a huge upset. I think Stony Brook can slow down Air, Arizona's shooting attack, and as we've seen, uh, and of course they're 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 different and and better uh, teams. But when you see when you saw Arizona against a team like Stanford, they just which is a defensive team, they they just couldn't keep up. And I think Stony Brook's defense will be able to to slow Arizona down. So I have Stony Brook beating Arizona in an upset. 14 beating a three. <laughs> you have Iowa State against Michigan State. I have Michigan State, honestly. Uh, I know Iowa State is better as far as record-wise. Um, but I have I have Michigan State. I think Michigan State, their defense to me, I think these are this is an evenly matched game as well, but I, I just pick Michigan State, you know. I, I think Michigan State will, will be able to win. And Texas A&M against Troy. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see Troy standing a chance against Texas A&M. So let's go back to the Alamo side. You have Stanford against Oklahoma State. I. I mean, they're they're number one for a reason, and I think that Stanford is just 
especially when we talk about, you know, until you get to like the two and three uh, ranked teams, I just think – I think Stanford's just in another class. So I have Stanford beating Oklahoma State. Uh, Missouri State against Arkansas. I have Missouri State. Um, I, I just I, – again, it goes – it goes back to wait. No, I don't. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I apologize. I have Arkansas. Arkansas scores almost eight more points than them. I just averages eight more points than them. And, and Arkansas is one of those teams that if they're hot, they're it's 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 a wrap for you. So I got Arkansas. You have Oregon against Georgia. Again, it's, it's it's Georgia. Georgia has Georgia's length is incredible. It's kind of like on the same on the same type of length as uh, Tennessee. Like they're they're a, a big team and they have smaller guards, but their guards are quick and can shoot. So you know, I I just you know, <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough. So I I mean, not to mention if Gabby if Gabby Connolly gets hot, it's 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 a wrap. So I have Georgia beating Oregon. Northwestern against Louisville. I have Louisville winning. Louisville is on another level, in my opinion. The Northwestern they averaged ten more, po- eleven more points than them. It's Louisville. I have Louisville winning. Uh, move over to the Riverwalk. When you have uh, UConn against South Dakota State, UConn. That's to me. That's that's not that hard. You have Iowa against Kentucky. I have oof. I have Iowa because, like I said, Iowa is the second-ranked offense in the entire NCAA as far as the women's side. They average 87 points a game. And, like I said, when you when you have that type of scoring power, not to mention their size, they, they, they that's a pretty big team. It's kind of like the, the uh, men's Iowa. The only difference is their star player isn't a big man. So I just think I think Iowa's offense is, is just gonna be a little too much for um a little too much for Kentucky. Florida Golf Coast and Tennessee. Here's another upset. I have Florida Golf Coast beating Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee is a huge team and they get they they like to feast on you know the inside game. But Florida Golf Coast, like I said, they're a fast team and their defense is better than than Tennessee, not to mention. I mean, they have what the I think they have a top 15 ranked defense in the entire nation. And their offense, they average 10 more points than Tennessee. I just think this is another upset. I have Florida Gulf Coast beating Tennessee. So and and don't get me wrong, I understand Tennessee possibly has better players, but I think the momentum that Florida Gulf Coast is going to have after beating someone like a Michigan, and not to mention they can kind of run up and down the floor like they're a track star type team, and Tennessee is more of a uh, half court team. I, I just have Florida Gulf Coast beating Tennessee, and Virginia Tech against Baylor. I, I, I mean, I have Baylor. I have Baylor winning. Uh, I don't think anybody on Tennessee. I don't think anybody in Virginia Tech will be able to go against uh, Nalissa Smith. I just it's it's tough. So I have Baylor winning that. Let's go down to the hemisphere. South Carolina against Oregon State. I have South Carolina. It's I mean they're one of the best teams in the entire nation. I just don't see it. Uh, UCF against um, West Virginia. 
I have West Virginia. I just think I think while UCF beats Georgia Tech, I don't think they have better players than West Virginia, and I think West Virginia's talent will will kind of West Virginia can definitely shoot the jump from deep when you have uh, Chrissy Gundrisic. I know I said your name wrong. I apologize, but she can light it up. It, yeah, no. Nah. So I have West Virginia beating that. UCLA against ten, uh, Texas. I have UCLA winning. UCLA to me has better players uh, than Texas, even even though Texas has played better um, better competition. I think UCLA wins this. Uh, North Carolina against Maryland. Again, Maryland is the best offensive team in the entire in the entire tournament in the entire nation, actually. I, I just have – I don't think Maryland is going to lose to a North Carolina. So, yeah. When you go to uh, Mercado, uh, NC State against South Florida, I have NC State winning that. I kind of actually have when NC State winning that kind of handedly. I just think NC State, especially when we talk about uh, the, the the scoring that they can put on somebody, I just, I just don't think South Florida can maintain – when you have Gonzaga against Indiana, I have uh, I have Gonzaga winning that. I, I just you know Gonzaga, Gonzaga is tough, man. Gonzaga is a tough team, and they're they're more of a defensive team, of course, more better more than scoring. But I, I just think they can slow down an Indiana team. So I have Gonzaga beating Indiana. Stony Brook against Rutgers, I have Rutgers winning that. There to me. Top to bottom, they're better than Stony Brook. Um, at they're better at they're better than Stony Brook at what Stony Brook does best, which is defense and and transition points. So I just have I have Rutgers beating um, I have Rutgers beating Stony Brook and Michigan State against tennis, uh, Texas A and M. I have Texas A and M winning that uh, again. It's it is. It, it, Kayla Wells is one of the best players in the entire uh, NCAA. So I just, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think Michigan State has much to, to combat with that. So yeah, move back up to the Alamo. You have Stanford against Arkansas. This, you know, when, when once we start getting to the um, Sweet Sixteens and the Elite Eights and Final Fours, this is when the players, like the star players. Or the all-around teams come out like you see Cinderella stories, but if you look at most of the the tournament champions or most of the people that make it this far, they usually have a star player. You know, this is where the Brittany Griners come out. This is where the Diana Taurasi's, the the Candace Parkers, the Sue Birds. This is uh, what's her name? Um, Skylar Diggins when she was in college. This is when you start to see greatness. Um. So, with that being said, when you have Stanford against Arkansas, I just I don't see Arkansas being able to stop Haley Jones or or Keanu Williams. I just I just don't see it. And I'm not not saying that they can't make it a game, but those are top top players. And I didn't even mention uh, Aston Pritchell. Uh, no, Pritchell. Pritchell. I'm sorry. So. I have Stanford winning that. 
uh, in Georgia against Louisville. To me, it's that is a that is a really good game. I mean, Diana Evans, uh, Olivia uh, Cochran, uh, Elizabeth Dixon going up against uh, Jenna Statili. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Q Morrison, Gabby Gabby Conley. I I just I just have Georgia. I think Georgia. What I saw out of Georgia when they played South Carolina, and how that was a a, a really good duel. I just I look at Georgia a lot differently after that. So I have Georgia beating Louisville. When we go to uh what UConn against Iowa, while Iowa is a high powered team, like as far as scoring the ball, and you have uh Caitlin Clark, I just think that UConn is a better overall team. Not to mention, I think by this time they're gonna get Jeannie Jean- Oriana back or Oriana, the, the coach back. I think that that their entire team is better than Iowa's entire team. And because of that, you don't their best player, which is, you know, arguably uh Paige of Buck Buck what? Buchner's Buckner's, I think. I apologize to say your name wrong, but she's arguably their best player and she doesn't have to score, even though she averages like nineteen points a game, she doesn't have to score a lot for them to blow somebody out because their team is just so complete. And it seems like they get better after, you know, game after game. So I have UConn beating uh, Iowa. And then you have Florida Gulf Coast against Baylor. I don't, I think Florida Gulf Coast, their, their run ins here. Like I said, I just, they, (laughs) Baylor just has a three headed monster that I just don't, Baylor's men and women actually have a three headed monster. Now I think about it, but, Baylor's three-headed monster to me is just gonna be gonna be too much for a uh, Florida Gulf Coast. So because of that, um, I have Florida Gulf Coast losing to Baylor, and then going down, I have uh, going down to the hemisphere. You have South Carolina against West Virginia again. South Carolina to me is especially in this bracket until you get to what their next opponent. I just think they're kind of leaps and bounds better than most teams. So because of that, I have South Carolina beating West Virginia or West Virginia. And then you have Maryland against UCLA, UCLA, Maryland to me, like I said, it's when you average damn near 92 points a game, that's, that's tough to combat. Yeah. Maryland is not the greatest when it comes to defense, of course, but, they 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 score at a clip where you have to keep up with them. If you don't keep up, you're going to lose. And yes, I understand Maryland has those games. They have those lows sometimes. Like sometimes they're in game. First of all, sometimes they lose games that they shouldn't have lost. And then some like they lost to Ohio State. I don't think they should have lost that. They lost to uh, Missouri State. I don't think they should have lost that. But when they win, they be blowing people. Like they blew, they beat Arkansas by nineteen. They beat Michigan by twenty five points. Like I just don't think that UCLA will be able to keep up with Maryland. And while Maryland, while their defense isn't the best, you have to. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Brooklyn Nets. Their defense isn't the best, but you, if you don't keep up with them scoring, you're going to lose, and you're going to lose bad. And I just don't think UCLA is will be able to keep up scoring with them. So I have Maryland beating UCLA, and then go over to the Mercado. 
you have UNC against Gonzaga. That's pretty simple in my point, my opinion. You have UNC. UNC is just to me a lot better than Gonzaga. So I have uh, Gonzaga, what losing that game, and you have uh, Rutgers against Texas A and M. I have Texas A and M winning. I think their size is going to be too much for Rutgers. So my elite eight is Stanford against Georgia, UConn against Baylor, um, UConn against Baylor. South Carolina against Maryland and NC State against Texas A&M. Uh, if we go to Alamo, Stanford against Georgia, I think, like I said, this is when players start to shine a little more than the entire team. And to me, it's going to be a battle between Caleb Williams against uh, Jenna Staley and, and Gabby Con- Conley against Haley Jones. Like, it's – I just – I just think that I think while you have while the stars are kind of lined up like you can kind of negate each star seeing as though uh, they both have pretty much the same their their stars kind of the same things. I think that Stanford to me is a better overall team than Georgia. So I have Stanford making it to my final four. Here's the big one. You have uh, Baylor against UConn. I think that while UConn is a better overall team, it to me is going to be tough stopping a a, a Queen Ekbo, Ek, um, Johnny Carrington, and and it's, it's I have Baylor beating I have Baylor beating UConn. I think while Paige can give you a bucket while um. While while Kristen Williams can give you a bucket, while Olivia Olivia Nelson Aduda can give you a bucket, I just don't I just don't think that they'll be able to stop the 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 inside presence that Baylor has. So I have Baylor beating UConn. Go down South Carolina against Maryland. This is tough, man. This is tough for me because you're going – you have the best offense against arguably one of the best defensive teams in in the in the um, tournament. And I just think it kind of it's, – it's hard for me to look at Maryland and not see Brooklyn Nets. While, no, they don't have a Kyrie Irving. They don't have a Kevin Durant. They don't have a uh, James Harden. But they do have a Ashley – a woozy, a woozo. They do have a Diamond Miller. They do have a Cleo Bibby. They or yeah, they do have a Caitlin Benzna. Like I that the, those four right there can give you buckets and have been giving you, especially Ashley, Ashley, uh, what Ashley Awuza, Awuzu. Um, they'll give you buckets, and I think I think Maryland will be South Carolina. I it's it's tough for me to say, but I think Maryland will be. South Carolina, I, I love, you know, the coach, Don Stanley. I love everything that South Carolina stands for. I love how important they are to women's college basketball, and I love how good they are, but I just think the scoring power that Maryland has is just going to be too much. And NC State against Texas A&M, I think the length of Texas A&M is going to be too much for NC State, especially when we talk about controlling the boards and controlling the paint. Not to mention, Texas A&M can definitely – they can light you up from three. And as I understand that NC State can do that as well. But 
I just I have Texas A&M beating NC State. So my final four is Stanford, Maryland, Baylor, and Texas A&M. <laughs> I'm gonna ride with it. I'm riding with it, and I'm not just saying this because you know I'm I'm born and raised in Maryland. I got Maryland beating Stanford in the um, I got Maryland beating Stanford in the final four. Again, it's I've seen Maryland dog people, and I've seen they they can shoot from any they can they can dominate from the paint. They can dominate from the mid-range, and they can dominate from three. They can dominate off turnovers. They can dominate uh, fast breaks. They can dominate half-court set. They can, And, again, they aren't the best. They're not the best defensive team in the in the nation, and, and it's not even close. They're, they're, I'll say they're a serviceable. They're a serviceable defensive team. They're they're okay. Like their defense, their defense ain't winning you much games, but they're okay. Their offense, however, puts them over the top. Their offense to me is is an offense that is I haven't seen, even though yes, they've lost twice. I haven't seen into but I haven't seen anybody really be able to slow down their offense. Their offense the only time their offense has been bad is because they just they just miss. It's not because like People are are scheming against them. Like they just they just have off days. And because I have, I mean, they won a Big Ten championship easily, by the way, for a reason. And I, I just have Maryland making it to the national championship. And I have them going against Baylor. I just think, I, I think, uh, Nalisa, ooh, Nalisa. I'm sorry, Nalisa Smith will carry will carry them past Texas A&M. Uh, and I'm not saying carry because they suck or something. I just, you know, I just have, I have Baylor being Texas A&M. And first time in a minute, but I have Maryland winning the national championship. I have Maryland winning the national championship. I don't think that Baylor is able to to stop a player like Ashley Awuzu. Like, I, don't, I just don't think that she, not to mention, even if she's having an off day, you still have Diamond Miller, who can give you, what, 10, 15, 20 points. You have Kalen Benzna. It's just, I just don't see, and they're, 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 they're greatly coached. I mean, Maryland basketball, especially on the women's side, have been at least one of the top-ranked teams as far as long as I can remember. It's just they, you know, there's sometimes they make it, sometimes they don't. I mean, you have, what? You have Tulliver that when when she played wow wow back they were good and 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 they've been they've been consistently good they just haven't you know crossed over to that national champion in a minute and I think that this will be the year so I have Maryland winning the national championship I just think I think it, it's tough for me to it's tough for me to see what I've seen offensively and they don't win so I have Maryland winning what do you think? If you don't agree, leave it in the comments. Let me know. I would love to discuss it with you. They st- the the women's side starts tomorrow. I'm excited, and the men's side started what two days ago. Like I said, it and and my bracket's already busted because I had Michigan State beating. I had Michigan State kind of going a little far in the, in the. I think they I had them winning like against UCLA and against whoever they were to, to play, but. Hey man, shouts out to shouts out to UCLA. But like I said, those are my WN or W 
women's college basketball bracket. Let me know what you think. Let's move forward. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, in detail, describe what's happening with the Deshaun Watson in a lawsuit. Uh, I think maybe what seven, eight to nine women have come out and said that he's he was you know being inappropriate to them towards uh, you know massages and force you know it's 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 some some inappropriate things that Deshaun Watson has done. Let me first start by saying this. I'm always on the side of women that feel inappropriate. They feel disrespected. They don't feel comfortable around people. I think that your job, if a woman is that does not feel comfortable around you, is to check yourself and to change yourself. You know what I mean? Not saying, and even if you feel you can't change yourself, like leave the situation. You don't, like she didn't leave her house thinking that, you know, you were going to disrespect her or whatever like that. I just, I just think that if you, and it's not just women, if you, if anyone feels disrespected around you, check yourself to see what are you doing to have them feel disrespected. That's first and foremost. Let me then say this. I, I've heard some of the reports. I've read some, well, not in detail, of course, but I've read some of what's being accused. Of course, I've seen what's going on in social media. I will say this. As an NFL quarterback, and I've heard Shannon Sharp say this. I've heard a lot of people say this. From what a lot of the reports say, he was asking them to massage around his groin area um, in his lower extremities and stuff like that. I know as a quarterback, that's probably your lower extremity, especially your groin area, your hip area, is the most important part, place to be um, to to get massaged. Now, if I know one of the reports was was saying forced oral sex, which is rape, and if that's the case, if it, let me say this: if all of this is true, now I understand it's like a civil. It's not like he has ain't no charge of impression anything. If all of this is true, then shame on Deshaun Watson. I will come on here, and, and I'm not gonna say bash, but I will come on here and 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 and, and express my. Sadness for not only the the victims, but my sadness that, you know, Deshaun Watson did this and I will come on here and defend anyone that, you know, that as to, this has happened to if it is true. But there's a lot of things and I, I'm not going to I'm not going to give my complete judgment of all this because I don't know the whole story. It's really none of my business, really none of anyone's business, except for the victims at hand, if there are victims, and Deshaun Watson. All I'll say is this. If, if this is not true, this just shows the level of seriousness that a team would go or that a, a, a team or state or whatever would go to keep somebody on their roster. This is probably the first time in NFL history that a player this good, this young, and this important to winning 
has come out and said that I don't want to be on said team. And this is the first time, probably in NFL history, that wherever this player goes, except for maybe, what, one or two teams, like I don't think if he goes to Green Bay, there's a drastic difference. I don't think if he goes, in fact, I think there might be a, a downgrade if he went to uh, Kansas City. I don't know if he'll be able, due to the scheme and, and everything that they run, I don't know if he'll be able to be successful in Baltimore due to, you know, the, the scheme and how they built that offense around uh, Lamar Jackson. But if this is not true, and this is just a ploy to keep him on the roster and to tarnish his name so that teams will back away from him, that is shame on the NFL and shame on the the Houston Texans or or the state of Houston or whatever. No, state of Texas or whatever. I am not I will hold judgment until everything comes out and until we know definitively if he did it or if he didn't. All I'm going to say is if he did do it, shame on you, Deshaun Watson. If he didn't do it, Shame on the per shame on one the the people that went and said he did this inappropriate things if he didn't do it and shame on the people that are trying to throw dirt on his name if he did not do it that's an if because I'm all about protecting protecting women whether they're African American whether they're any type of I'm all about protecting people so. I, again, I'm going to hold judgment to see exactly where all this comes out. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, asking inappropriate things to massage, uh, you know, massage masseuses. And if this is true, then, hey, shame on you, Deshaun Watson, if if it's true. But then again, I understand no charges have been pressed. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know much about the courses or not like that. So I'm not an expert on that. I'm just saying I want to wait to see um, more come out. So, moving forward. I wanted to end my show on two two pretty positive uh, uh, stories. One of, of which is the HBCU, I guess the, the Hall of, HBCU Hall of Fame or whatever, unveiled that they will be doing a Showcase Bowl starting 2022. Um, the Showcase Bowl is kind of like the Senior Bowl that the NCAA does, uh, it's going to showcase, you know, people that are good enough to be in the NFL or draft prospects. They're going to pretty much have their bowl. And I love that because, you know, we don't get a lot of, especially HBCUs. Again, I know I went to HBCU. You don't really get a lot of love, especially when we talk about draft picks. I played against people, to me, that are good enough to be in the NBA. I've had people on my team that I felt were good enough to at least be in a G League or NBA. And I and and a lot of those players, because they go to HBCUs and because you don't have the nation watching like like you'll be like you do at a Duke or North Carolina, you don't really get to especially football. Especially football. Now, of course, we know Jackson State is getting a lot of love and shine. And Texas, uh, no, NC, North Carolina, A&T gets a lot of shine because they're incredible in, in, in football. But 
outside of those schools, you don't really see a lot of HBCUs get to shine outside of the what MEAC tort uh, championship and stuff like that. I just think, I think this is great because it just shows, it shows you know prospects and it shows recruiters of these NFL teams how good these players are, and and I think that it's very important to get more light on things african-americans are doing so shouts out to hbcu i think it's called the legacy legacy bowl um it i just i'm just excited to see them showcase and i'm excited to see more players from from hbcus get drafted both in the nba nfl whatever draft i'm just excited to see that and shouts out to the hbcus for putting on the legacy bowl i think it's gonna i don't remember when it's gonna where it's gonna be held i just know that it starts in 2022 so, shout out to them. And lastly, before we go, a report came out, or it was confirmed that LeBron James is now, LeBron James, who is part of a ownership group or whatever, is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox. I'm not going to have this debate, uh, of course, because you know, any this debate will go on from time and time and time and time. But I'm not here to have a debate about who is um, the greatest basketball player is or who is the greatest athlete ever. But I will say this. The stuff LeBron James, to me, does everything right as far as on and off the court. He has a school. Um, he... He's very vocal when it comes to uh, social injustice. He's very vocal when it comes to things that just aren't right. He's he's very vocal, and he uses his 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 status and social platform to spread awareness on things instead of you know bash people or whatever. And he does things like this. He he does things that you wouldn't expect athletes to do, especially athletes that are still playing. You know, the stigma is, you know, athletes are stupid or athletes are only good at whatever sport they do or athletes don't know much outside of sports. And LeBron James, to me, and of course it's not just him, but LeBron James right now is changing the way that we see athletes, the way that he's still one of the best, if not the best player in the NBA currently, and he's doing so much stuff off the court. Shouts out to him and his team. I am not having the debate is right now at least if LeBron James is better than blank in 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 basketball terms. But I will say this. LeBron James is carving his way into being one of the most if not the most important athlete we have ever seen. I and I'm not I'm not discrediting anything that anyone else has done. But LeBron James is one of has been and is one of the most important athletes we have ever had walking the face of this earth. From how important and how he shines a light on social issues, how he shines a light on his community and and he he improves his community and how he just carries himself he is a very influential and a very important athlete. And I just kudos and shouts out to you, LeBron James, for 
now being partial owner of a baseball team, the Boston Red Sox. Shouts out to you, man. And there you have it, man. That has been this week's episode or this what Saturday's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please come to the YouTube if you're not here to watch the visuals. It definitely mean a lot. I will see you guys what on Tuesday. Uh, I'm having fun doing this. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe. Let me know how how you're doing with the NCAA tournament. Uh, I'm excited. This is like the best time of year, especially when we talk about basketball. And um, yeah, man. Until next time. Much love. Yeah. 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 Gon' grab that fifth, grab that eighth, grab what you need. Blow that dope, don't get too hot from the third coast to the west coast. Come take this ride. Let me tell the tell how Jack Trump's got over one lost trip to the sky. Let me tell the tell, cause you told the tell when you said I can make it this high. Who knew? God damn it, who knew? The grass ain't green on the other side, it's just blue. You can really identify when you look in the eyes, who ready to ride, that's true. When they look in my eyes, they see that road, how Scotty ain't tired, that juice. Had my back against that wall, every summer feels so cold, my daddy ain't coming home till fall, that's why my pimp game so moist, had that do-rag and all. Had a 20-year-old bitch in high school, wasn't no telling what Travi might do, on the south side of the H.O.U. Hold on, let's take it back to that room, no car but still had dropped, just a hundred niggas standing outside, life's a beach with a lot of sand on the lot. I'm a ride for all my niggas, every ever here by my side. It was just eight niggas in a two-bedroom, no that room. That was last June, yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, for real. Fuck what they talk about, they talk about me, nigga. Let it be known, yeah, is that real? Yeah, yeah, for real. What they talking about, they talking about We the niggas, everybody talking about Is that real? Yeah, for real Back y'all we chillin' Back y'all we drinkin' Smokin' homie, bought out the liquor Back y'all we gettin' hot Back, back y'all we chillin' Back, back y'all we smokin' Drinkin' back, back y'all we gettin' hot Back y'all we chillin' Back y'all we drinkin' Smokin' homie, bought out the liquor Bad, bad, y'all we chillin', bad, bad, y'all we smokin', drinkin', bad, bad, y'all we gettin' high. First, one day you find your purpose, now my show's packed out like churches, fans never missin' out a word on the verses, never sit around just worth it, it was worth it, that's a serve it. I deserve it. Lord knows we don't get tired, it's more dirt than a derby. Mama work for AT&T and we still ain't get that service. Uh, she stayed in at the hospital, you know that made me nervous. Uh, still step out the house, still smell so fresh, fresh like detergent. Uh, if a bitch don't want me, don't you still got my jerseys. And bitch, you can keep the murbies. Go alert me. No house light on, cop light on, fuck this journey. You heard me. You heard me, now swerving, hitting cursing And my nigga, my nigga came home, so it just got real Yeah, yeah, for real Fuck what they talk about, they ain't talking about me Nigga, let it be known, yeah, is that real? Yeah, yeah, for real For real Fuck what they talk about, they ain't talking about We the niggas, everybody talking about, is that real? Yeah.
Bag y'all we chillin', bag y'all we drinkin', smokin', homie bought out the liquor Bag y'all we gettin' high, bag bag y'all we chillin', bag bag y'all we smokin', drinkin', bag bag y'all we gettin' high Bag y'all we chillin'